0: Thanks for listening to Wellness Through Menopause. And please don't forget to visit my website at A Day In and Out. That's A-D-A-Y-I-N-A-N-D-O-U-T. So the reason I'm late for getting my podcast out this week is we just returned from a trip to Connecticut. Now, my husband is an identical twin, and we went and visited him and his family. And, of course, I started talking to my sister-in-law about menopause, and we're about the same age, and she said she's never had a hot flash. You heard me right. She has never had a hot flash. She knew she had gone through menopause when her period stopped. I think she said about a year ago. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. I woke up one day when we were there and I'm sitting at the breakfast table and all of a sudden I just start dripping sweat. My face, my hair, my arms, my hands are sweaty. So I'm grabbing paper towel, and she's like, "You're having one right now, aren't you?" I'm like, "Yeah." She says, oh, "I'm cold," and you know, I wanted to hit her at that point, but no, just kidding. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, how how amazing!" But she has some other issues, like she doesn't sleep really well, and and some other things. So, you know, just because she doesn't have a hot flash doesn't mean that her life is great for her either. So, but I. do want to let you know that my upcoming podcast, I will be interviewing another one of my sister-in-laws who has been having hot flashes for about 12 years now. She's had Uh, some different health things going on with her too, and I'll let her explain it. And her husband also agreed to let me interview him. So that'll be another podcast you can look forward to and about his experience and what he went through supporting her through this and i'm sure it's it's difficult for everybody it it can be but i'm sure for husbands too you know there's a totally different perspective and how they feel about it and what they see and all those things so but let me go back to my trip to connecticut so one of the things i recommend and we'll talk about this some more on the podcast is i would highly recommend that you exercise while you're on vacation Now, I I know you're like, really, Lynn, this is what you're going to talk about, but hear hear me out. You know, when you're on vacation, you tend to be more relaxed. And when I'm more relaxed, and I'm sleeping well, and getting enough rest, and eating right, I have a lot more energy for exercise. And to tell you the truth, where my in-laws lived was gorgeous. Now, I started out... Now, they live on um, the Long Island Sound, so I was running along this beautiful coastal town, was going over some marshlands and some bridges, and I started out by seeing wild turkeys. Now, this is a residential neighborhood, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, of course, I run on the other side of the road, their feathers are all poofed out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But then I saw a couple bunny rabbits in a yard, and that was pretty cool. And then I was going over a bridge and I saw two white swans and I thought wow it doesn't get better than this and then what did I see another swan and two of its babies and I just thought that was amazing and I wouldn't have seen them if I hadn't hadn't decided to go for a run that morning and it was early and I had on one of my earbuds you know so I could hear things and not much traffic was out and about halfway through so I always run on the left side of the road that's what I was taught um, so you can see what's coming towards you but the water the shoreline was on the right side and there was a path over there and you know it was amazing to me it's like I was so conditioned to run on the left side it's like why am I not right up against the water and then at some point i thought why am i why do i have this earbud in my ear listening to music when i could be listening to the ocean and the seagulls so it was a really really incredible experience probably one of the prettiest runs i've ever had and when i say run believe me i use that term loosely i i call it a wog i walk jog and it's really not a walk because Somebody told me, a former runner, that if uh, if one of your feet are touching the ground at a time, that means you're walking, but if uh, your both feet are off, that means you're jogging, I guess, anyway. But it, you know, it, it was slow, but it was just gorgeous. So I would recommend doing your exercising when you're on vacation. Um, the other piece, and I didn't get to do it this time, but... Uh, if there is any uh, a gym oh, there's always gyms around you can always do that or weights Um, there's osteoporosis in my family and a lot of women have to be concerned about that especially through menopause and beyond and weightlifting is awesome I had worked at a Gold's gym, actually, in Florida when I was a teenager going through school. I worked at another fitness center and had always loved bodybuilding. I never got huge, never really defined, but it's just a whole different type of exercise, and you can feel really good when you do it and firm things up that you didn't think you could firm up before. So anybody that thinks they're going to get really huge, please don't don't think that um women who do that are uh, it, they have to really train a lot and um, their diet is very specific and so don't don't think you're going to bulk up if you lift weights if anything it can help you trim down especially your waist area it can make your shoulders look really really nice and tank tops um can give nice shape to your legs, so so try it if you can. Um, another thing I did when I I went to visit my son, who's going to school in Charlotte, and I was able to run along his campus, one one day, which was another really great experience. So when I first started running, jogging, whatever we're going to call it, I'll just say running. Um, a friend of mine, Rebecca Bolello, uh, she was a coach in a women's running school, and this was probably 10 years ago. Now, granted, um, I didn't, I, I've never been a runner. I took some physical fitness courses, but I, I always liked my weight training. My body dictated really that, you know, I, I wasn't lean. Um, you know, the women, some of the, the look at the women that win. You know marathons the boston marathon you know those that i never had that type of body style i had the you know bigger hips um was in proportion but granted you know things jiggled more than they stayed in place when i would run so rebecca's like oh do this running school they put you in the same group you know you run a mile like a test not a test but just to see how fast you can do it and whatever that is like I think the first time I did it it was a 12 minute mile they put me in a group with other women and we would meet once a week for like 10 weeks and we would run we'd have coaches um uh i would had problems with my shoes once and they said, Oh, try this, go to this store. This will help. And it was awesome. And then at the end, we did a a women's only 5k and it benefited women who couldn't pay for mammograms. So it was a great way to come together as women. I was scared to death. I thought it was going to look silly. I wasn't going to make it. I was going to run out of breath, but guess what? every other woman there is in the same boat. Now, there were some women who, I mean, they took off. They did this for a social thing, maybe improve their time, but there were a lot of women who, you know, it was run one minute, walk two minutes. You know, it, it started out that way. So if you have the opportunity to join one of those groups or you can find a coach, it's really a You come together with other people, other women, and it can be, you can, um, you know, encourage each other to exercise. It really gave me a sense of, um, being accountable to myself and, and to other people. I had a friend I did it with for several years. Now, granted, I haven't done it every year for the past 10 years. There were lots of years where I took off, but, um, It really gave me an appreciation for what people do, for what long-distance runners do, for marathoners. It's amazing because you're, you're out there, you're running against yourself, really. You know, you're telling yourself, really, you know, make it to the end, make it to this next time, make it to this next walk, you know. You can do it, you can do it. So, if you can run, or if you have friends who do it, or you want to get out there, you know, just put something online anybody that wants to meet and go for a run on a Saturday morning it's it's a great way to feel better when I was having some stuff you know we all have stuff right we all have our stories um but when there was some added stress in my world I just I was very adamant about running and it really really helped take the edge off and i felt better when i did it i wouldn't look in the mirror in the morning and call myself names and oh you can't lose weight it's like even if i was a certain weight i could look in the mirror and say "Hmm, this is okay you're okay you're going to get through this day and everything is going to be all right because i got that half hour in, or that hour in, or whatever it took for me to get, you know, put those running shoes on and get out that door. And now it's like a habit. But, um, you know, in the beginning I really had to psych myself out to get out there and do it. But once I got into it, it's it was pretty amazing. And granted, I don't love it. I don't think I'll ever love running the way some people do. You know, I just imagine them with the wings just flying and just but for me it's a real struggle I mean every every step forward some days is all I can do but uh, you know it's a bad run is better than no run at all that's my motto so even if I go out there and my pace is slow as a tortoise at least I'm out there doing it so whatever you can do So thank you again for joining me on this podcast, and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Take care. Bye.